Hello everyone, this is John. Thank you for dropping by my YouTube and podcast, Catholic for Rednecks. If you're interested in becoming Catholic or learning about the faith, if you're just curious or intrigued or maybe looking for some junk, you have found the right place because I love to do videos, podcasts about the Holy Catholic Church. I was born and raised Southern Baptist in the great state of Alabama. And all, I'm just a redneck, but um, I was born and raised in a different church than I'm in now. I even went to seminary out in Oklahoma, and um, I spent 50 years in the Baptist Pentecostal churches and found myself wanting to be a Catholic. Come on in, listen. Just have to have to bide your time. So. How does a guy go from Nebraska to Mississippi State to Alabama to being Catholic to living in a tornado vortex? <laughs> well, there's a lot in that question. Um, uh, yes, I am from the Midwest and uh, grew up in Chicago, uh, born in Chicago, grew up in the suburbs. But um, I knew that uh, it was too cold up there for me. So I headed south, um, went to the University of Alabama. I know you hate that. but Did uh, you? Yeah. You went to Alabama? I did. I started out there. I didn't know that. Yeah. And the, um, I think I have a different hat. <laughs> what am I hat? Well, the president of the university thought that it best if I continue my academic pursuits elsewhere because I wasn't doing a very good job. So um, went back to the Midwest and got my act together and uh, got my MBA from Nebraska. So, um, But I'm back down here and um, loving it. And yes, I, like you, I think you grew up a Baptist, didn't you? Were you Assembly of God? I, I grew up Baptist. You know J.R. from St. Mark? I'm sure I I'm sure I would remember him if I saw him. Okay. Yeah, I was I was raised Baptist. Okay. Well, I was a nominal Baptist. I was one of the the Baptist kids that um, the parents put on the church bus. Uh, no, my parents have never taken me to church. So, yeah, I got shoved on a, a church bus from probably the time I was six to high school. That's good. Yeah. Well. They wanted some, uh, some uh, free time, probably, and just put you on the bus. Well, I didn't get much out of it because uh, I started off not leading a very good life, and the whole not drinking and not fooling around didn't really set with me right away. So, um, but yeah, I mean, so do you want to? It, it's hard to really say what what were what were the seeds that were planted that made me Catholic. Um, cause I don't think, I mean, you kind of pushed you a little bit. I can't really point to one instance where that was the case. It was, um, yeah, I, I worked on a farm with a, for a Catholic family and they kind of impressed me. I thought, you know, maybe they're not a bunch of idol worshipers like I thought. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think I had to, um, kind of step back and say, is there a God? I mean, I, I kind of, 
I was living the life I wasn't real proud of, um, did a lot of things I wasn't proud of. And I just kind of fell into like despair. And I kind of questioned, well, does God even exist? So um, that made me question, how do I know that everything that I've taught, been taught my whole life is true? And um, I don't know if you've ever heard Tim Staples say Jimmy Swagger made me Catholic. Well, I, I think that a, a Muslim friend of mine kind of pushed me in that direction because we were talking about faith and theology and all that. And he said, um, I'm a Muslim because my parents are Muslim. And that made a lot of sense. It's like, I'm Baptist because I just happened to get shoved on that particular church bus that um, was kind of luck of the draw. And um, then I was watching an ESPN segment on um, Reggie White. You remember him, the defensive yeah. lineman for the Packers? Hey. You know, they called him the Minister of Defense because he was, um, uh, I don't right. know, he was just very open about his faith. Yeah. Yeah, well, Sandro, people are saying hey. Oh. <laughs> but um, Reggie kind of admitted that, you know, he's he's trying to 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 be a good preacher and, and all that. And he just came to doubt what he believed in. And I said, if this guy has the guts to get on ESPN and say, I need to step back and look at what I believe, that kind of made me really think, is, is what I've been taught my whole life true? So um, I, I think the one thing that kind of pushed me in the direction of Catholicism wasn't like some well thought out thesis. It was um, when I was in Germany. I set foot inside the Cologne Cathedral and I was just amazed at the beauty of Catholic art and Catholic architecture. And when I got back, um, I told my ex-wife that I want to, um, I think I'm going to become Catholic. I need when to explore it. But how long ago? Uh, it was probably... Let's see, you came in in 2013 or 2014, something like that? Yes, yeah. Um, I made this decision in 2013. I came in in 2014. Maybe it was 2012. So. Um, You're in home, Germany. I, I was, um, I had come back from Germany. I was on a contract uh, oh. doing IT work over there. Okay. And um, so. Yeah, it's um, you and I went through the same RCI class. I think, you know, Phil did an awesome job in kind of laying the the foundation. And um, I, I think, like most people, what really sold me were um, was history. But I think I was a little different in, in that um, I kind of the lives of the saints. And the miracles in Catholicism are what really 
uh, drove the nail in the coffin for me. Um, there's, uh, you know, uh, to me, you can't deny history, but an even stronger proof are things like um, Our Lady of Fatima, Our Lady of Guadalupe, um, you know, if you, all the miracles at Lourdes, um, you know, some of the things you don't hear about, like Blessed Alexandrina da Costa, who lived on nothing but the Eucharist for 13 years. You can't do that. Um, that's just, that's a miracle. Um, the stigmata of Padre Pio. I just can't see how you deny that. So, so that was, I guess, my conversion in 10 minutes. I didn't know any of that. Yeah. And how long have we known each other? We've been, somehow me and you were able to synchronize our trips to confession. <laughs> so, you know, for long periods of time, we're, we're always, no matter where or what time, there we are. Yep. Haven't done that in a little bit, but my routines have changed. Um, so, and you met Mary. Yes, not Our Lady, yeah. my wife. <laughs> yeah. Did pick names, um, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yes, my my wife, uh, we both, uh, she was raised Catholic. She's been divorced, and we both got annulments. And um, I'm a fountain of knowledge for, for that process. What What is an annulment for those that are watching? And is that just a Catholic way of saying divorce or... No, it's it's saying that the our marriages were not sacramental. We had natural marriages, but they were not sacramental marriages. So, um, you know, that doesn't change the legitimacy of my children or anything like that. It's just when saying you, that their your marriage was not sacramental. What, that not not what, sacramentally valid. Yes. What's that mean to just a guy on the street? It's sort of like saying. Um, like in the Bible, um, I think there's a verse where a, a man was like marrying his mother-in-law. That's that's an invalid marriage. I mean, the marriage may have taken place, but that's an invalid marriage. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of reasons that uh, a marriage can be invalid in the Catholic Church. Um, for one thing, I was kind of shocked that I was even able to be married in the Catholic Church. I was an unbaptized pagan, basically. <laughs> And our uncircumcised for this thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's, uh, I think there was like four or five foundations I had uh, based my nomen on. So, um, yeah, Mary and I were, um, we were neighbors. And um, I was working two and three jobs. So, you know, you could ask her what was, she's probably around the corner listening to me. Mm -hmm. Um what was your first impression of Stephen when you met him? And she'd probably say he was kind of a dud. Well, I mean, I'm an IT guy, so. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's not like I saw this other man's wife and I thought, wow, that's I'd like to chase that. No, it was like, you know, it's a very nice lady, but um, yeah, she ended up getting divorced and we ended up meeting on Facebook right when, um, my divorce was going through, so it just worked out. Mm -hmm. 
I know that um see I was confused to how I was really always confused about how I actually met you because we were at the same church and uh, then in the same circles. Yeah. And, you know, I was just, it's just one day you were there in my life. And we were talking about St. Mark and then I'd see you at St. Mark or I'd see you at the cathedral. Um, we talked about Father Bean. Mm-hmm. Keep bumping in each other. Yeah, I used to tease you about taking so long in the confessional, but you, you never did. <laughs> hey, you know this new guy we got here at the cathedral? I forget his, I keep forgetting. Father his. Adams. Father Adams. Yeah. Awesome priest. I yeah. love that guy. Okay. Have you been to his confession? Oh, yeah. He's my confessor. I go to him before I go to my, uh, my TLM priest. You go He's, to the whisperer confessor the whisperer yeah Is it Who's that? yeah do y'all got that blanket y'all still got that blanket yes we do yeah, they, at this church they use a, a blanket they ain't yeah. no door to go into confession they got a, a, a hey it's daylight proof <laughs> I know I've got my uh, I got my little confession app. And you got to take a flashlight in that in that confessional to read to do any of the uh, the card you read. What is it the the contrition of faith? The act of contrition. I mean, you I, I, that that is a dark black cave dark confession booth. Well, the freaking it's like the holy of holies. The <laughs> like seventy. Thick. It is. It and is. Take my hand up there to find it. Just let a little bit of light in to see which way to face, man. You're in there, and it's, it, it, you know, do you, is the screen over here? And then he's like this. Well, if you were as bad a sinner as me, you'd have the act of contrition memorized. So, <laughs> like this, it's like talking to the zodiac. <laughs> <laughs> You get used to it. You get used to it. But like I said, Father Adams is... Movies and you hear a serial killer on the phone. <laughs> you know, that's what it's like going to, to to your priest for confession. It's like, it's CIA. Hello, like, <laughs> hi, how are you? Oh, yeah, you got to plug your ears when you walk by the confession. Otherwise, you hear stuff you may not want to hear. So, Yeah, like my oldest son, Lee... I told him after a couple of trips, I said, dude, you need to tone it down in the booth. Just tone it down. What oh, are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> I said, man, you, I could be in a parking lot and hear your confession. What do you do? Does everybody go like this at church? Um, we in stand, we're far away from the, from the confessional. So yeah, we, um, but yeah, it's, it's easy to let, uh, especially older people who are hard of hearing, they naturally tend to talk louder. So you're right; just, those old women and old men. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And you hear their sins, you laugh, and you're like, "That's not a sin." Oh, <laughs> I'll show you some sins. You've heard it? No, no. I will. If I hear somebody's confession, I will plug. Definitely plug my ears. I want no part of that. Yeah, I, thankfully, and and it's God's help. I've never heard. And it was not, you know, when I worked at EWTN, 
before my yeah. my unfortunate firing. Okay. I worked up in that booth 12 hours a day, security booth. And there were times that people would meet a priest right there in front of the booth in public. And they'd drop, hit a knee, hit both knees in the parking lot. And I'm like turning on my phone and everything so I, so I can't hear nothing. But well, my priest, I had um, health issues and my priest had to... Um, and it was right in the middle of mass. So I said, um, when I left, I said, I'm, I'm going to the emergency room. And he gave me, you know, we did a confession right there in the parking lot. And he gave me the, um, I'm drawing a blank. You know, you're fixing to die. Yeah. Just in well, case. So, yeah. So what's your favorite thing about, what was the, the, the big kicker that, that uh, swayed you into the faith? What was it like the number one deal maker? You mean what kind of pulled me in or what kind of kept me in, I guess? I mean, what pulled me in was art and architecture. I mean, it's... The it's, beauty it's a, pulled you yeah. in. Yeah. yeah, and it's kind of the opposite of what I am. I'm I'm a IT guy. I'm more like, you know, look at things logically if I'm going to join a church, man, I've got to do all the research. And it just, it wasn't like that for me. It was kind of like, there's something beautiful about Catholic. I mean, to look at the Pieta in Italy, I mean, that's just, that's one thing I want to see before I die. I want to see, um, I want to see the Vatican, uh, the Sistine Chapel. Um, it's like when you walk into a Catholic church, Traditionally, old, no matter the size of the parish, it's like your eyes are always drawn up to the to the ceiling. It's like you're you're always moved to heaven. So, yeah, that's I think that's what intrigued me. But I mean, you're not going to join a religion because, I mean, the the Mormon Tabernacle Choir is beautiful, but I'm not mm -hmm. Mormon. So um, th there's got to be some substance there. And uh, like I said. I, I think I found it. Yeah. I think a reason why some kids are drawn to the Latin mass is because of the golf effect. What's that? The Latin mass. The, oh, yeah. Yeah, I believe that. Um, like, I got some friends that used to be, um, this, how can I say this delicately? white supremacist. Mm -hmm. I mean, we weren't friends when they were white supremacists, but since they've come out of that, uh, that's where they ended up going to church in the Latin mass. And um, to me, they were attracted to the, uh, I don't know, Latin mass. To, to me, Latin mass and the newer mass or um, both very Catholic and weird coming from my background, okay? Oh, I've yeah. Say, I've had a lot of people say, you know, you go to St. Mark or that's, you go to the cathedral, that's like a Protestant mass. And I'm like, I went Protestant for 50 years. And when I went to St. Teresa in Leeds, 
the first mass I ever went to, a N.O. mass, it, there was nothing Protestant about that experience. Oh, there's like, there's, we have some Novus Ordo masses in Birmingham that are amazing. I mean, you go to one, you go to the cathedral and, you know, Father Jay is as Catholic as you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, St. Teresa's another, another great parish. I think a lot of people, maybe they get kind of wrapped up in things like, you know, if, if I hear non-Catholic music, um, in a mass, it just makes me cringe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you're going to hear that at the cathedral. Um, now you can hear ridiculous things at a mass. It's still valid. Mm-hmm. Like, Every time I go to Eucharistic Adoration, um, I'm not driving to my parish at Blessed Sacrament. It's usually going to be at uh, a Novus Ordo parish yeah. because Jesus is Jesus. Either he's there or he's not. It's it's a binary state. And how do you know if he's there? What is the one clue that the Catholic Church has to let you know that Jesus is there? The uh, the tabernacle lamp. If it's yeah, lit, then he's there. About that. Yeah. I don't think I've ever talked about that in the history of Catholic for rednecks. That I red- thought you're going to ask me something really deep and philosophical. But, yeah. some, you know, I was uh, one reason you're on here right now is I sent out a shotgun of live requests. You know, I was fishing. I threw out a net and you come up. <laughs> but my little brother asked me What's the simplest way to explain to someone how to be saved? And there's really, it's not that simple. And the argument is, if it's that simple, then why do you have to tell somebody? Because he was asking me to, to give him the, the top five or ten scriptures his kids would need to be saved. Right then when you say, five to ten, you left simplicity back at one or two, <laughs> right? I mean, it, it, it all depends. Like, you know, for St. Dismas, you know, the, the good thief who hung on the on cross next to Jesus, um, as far as we know, he was never baptized, mm-hmm. um, never led a good life, but his act, he had a perfect act of contrition on the, on the cross. He did. And um, we can assume it was a baptism by desire. So Jesus said he's in heaven. There was was no catechesis. There was no baptism that we know of. Um, Did he Trinity? Huh? Did the dude believe in the Trinity when he was saved? Well, I I can't tell. I can't say what he believed. He didn't have time to go to seminary up there. Or RCIA. Yeah, I, I, I imagine he probably didn't. So, yeah, I mean, it's. Um, yeah, you you know, they remember me when you come into your kingdom. Yeah, I mean, that's about as good of an act of contrition as you can as you can make. Well, he's acknowledging as much as Peter did. Yeah. Think about it. what what's the difference between what Peter said in Matthew 16 and what the thief said. What's the difference? I don't know, man. You got to, you got to lay it on me. 
Hey, Eric. You know Eric from Kansas? Can you see the people saying hi? No, I can't. Okay. <laughs> I'm on my iPhone. Okay, I am too. Uh, so Peter, Jesus said, who do people say that I am? And Peter said, you're a son of God, right? Yeah. And that basically what the thief was saying? Yeah. Yeah. Just, hey, I don't know what to do, but you are God. And um, I want to be with you. Yeah. When you say, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom, that's exactly what Peter was saying, that you're a king of a kingdom. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, he did everything Peter did, except he wasn't baptized. Absolutely. But we can never say that he walked away from the Lord, can we? Well, <laughs> I, there were uh, three people at the foot of the cross that we know of, you know, Mary, John, the, um, the beloved, and Mary Magdalene. And uh, everybody else left town. So, yeah. Or head. They stood afar off. Yeah. That looks painful. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they so. saw pretty quick, didn't they? You know, I think in the book of Mark, it says that the young man fled naked. Have you well, seen that? When soldiers well, teaching for the disciples, and it says one of them fled naked. That had to have been a southern translation. Fled naked. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, it's uh, it's how you finish. Um, you know, one of my favorite movies of all time is Legends of the Fall. And the last line in that movie is, it was a good death. And to be a good Catholic, it, it comes down to your last day. Are you prepared? And... Um, Obviously, the disciples failed many times along the way, but they all had a good death. When are you going to Rome? As soon as I can quit these two jobs. <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> good luck with that. Well, if, um, if I'm just a guy watching this YouTube, just randomly... I, and you know, really, I looked at my little uh, stat chart they send me, mm -hmm. and literally about eighty percent of the people that find this channel um, just randomly find it. Peter is a great inspiration. That's what Eric said. But uh, what would you do if I just okay? Now, can you show me your tattoo? Tell the folks what that tattoo is all about. Um, like I said, one of the, the reasons that I came into the Catholic Church is I was very impressed with a lot of the saints I read about. And um, I was kind of a World War II buff. And I heard the story of St. Maximilian Kolbe. And um, he died in Auschwitz. And to make a long story short, he, um, one of the prisoners escaped from his area 
And the rule was 10 men had to go into the starvation room um, for everyone that escaped. So one of the men was picked out by um, the leadership there. And he was a family man and he started crying and wailing and said, I'm a family man. What's to come of my wife and son? And um, Father Colvey stepped forward. Everybody's jaw just dropped to the ground because it's like, you don't get out of line. But he did go to the front and said, I'm a Catholic priest and I'm old. This man has a family. I want to take his place. So he, um, everybody was shocked when the commandant said, fine, whatever. And um, he, he was one of the last ones to die, if not the last. And he refused to die. So they, um, the Nazis came in after two weeks, no food or water and injected him with carbolic acid. So um, I got his, um, his number that they ta- the Nazis tattooed on his arm, 16670, and um, a pair of his spectacles underneath it, because he's kind of known for having the, the round big spectacles. And it's kind of a reminder to me, don't be a jerk to people, be nice to people, and um, put others first. So, um, yeah, he's also the, the patron saint of those who are addicted to drugs. So, um, yeah, I've got a special place in my heart for him. My, um, my stepdaughter actually did the tattoo for me. Mary's daughter does tattoos, and she cranked that thing out in about three minutes. So. Wow. Yeah. I, love, I, I love it. You know, tattoos, I don't have any, but. I know they mean something to the people that hit them. So if I see something unusual, you know, waitress or somebody at church, whatever I ask, you know, what's the, like I've seen a girl once that had a, was wearing a a men's wedding band on her right finger, you know, who does that? So, you know, I said, how can you wearing a wedding band on your right finger and she had a story about her dad, right? Mm-hmm. So, did you lose my beautiful face? Yeah, uh, somebody was trying to call me, so I had to hang up on him. So, you may yeah. see my, can you see am I moving? No, I don't see anything but a black hole. Okay. Now, see me. This happens with other guests and they tap and something. They're able to fix it. This happened to me before. So, well, uh, but I want that, that pretty anyway. These people, these people come in here to the chat room, and I hope they don't think we're ignoring them. But let me just ask you a quick question. Yeah. Okay. Since I've lost the your uh, beautiful video, but I can hear your voice. If I'm all. Uh, if I run into you at the at, at a restaurant and I see your tattoo and you tell me you're Catholic, uh, and I just said, "Well, what do I need to do to be saved?" And you being in Alabama, you know that down here everyone wants to know if you're saved, mm-hmm. get saved, or or a Catholic saved. So that's not a question people in other places might understand, but. Down here in Alabama, if I said, Stephen or Stefan, how do I get saved? What do I do? 
Well, number one, you got to get baptized. Like I said, you know, God isn't constrained by the, the sacraments, but that's the normal process. Um, you must be born of water and spirit. So um, I'd say, first of all, get baptized. Mm-hmm. Um, join the church. And just receive the sacraments, continue to grow in grace. And every day on this earth is preparation for that day that you die. Do your spiritual push-ups. It ain't calculus. Eric, Eric down there says, repent, ask Jesus for forgiveness. Well, Absolutely. What what Eric don't what Eric's not realizing is that when you go get baptized, that there's more to it than getting wet. Right? Absolutely. I mean, you're repenting. I mean, the very fact that you're wanting to go get baptized at a church by a priest automatically answers a lot of questions. It means you're seeking God. You believe enough to go talk to a priest. You believe enough to go to a church. And now here you are when you get baptized, the priest leads you through a series of questions, right? Yeah. And you make some uh, affirmations, some confessions. Sure. Right? I mean, I'm, I'm repenting all the time. Yeah. So Eric there says repent and believe. So to be baptized, I know, is it Acts 19.22? Confirmed with oil with the bishop. In Acts nineteen twenty two or twenty two nineteen, can't remember which one of those. Where they ask him how to be saved. Eric, Eric's right. Eric Redneck is right. But when they ask him how to be saved, and they said, "Arise, be baptized, confessing your sins." Right. Right. How come we want to quote one verse above another verse? on how to get saved. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. Absolutely. So you said to go get baptized. Well, to go get baptized, um, there'd be more to it than just finding a place to get wet. Right. And um, who was the great saint who said, um, he who prays is most assuredly saved and he who doesn't pray is most assuredly damned. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. St. Alphonsus or whatever. I mean, there's, you can't just, I don't know, go through life and just thinking you have faith. I mean, we can't even have faith without grace. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to. Part of being a Christian is um, being receptive to the graces that, that God gives you. Mm-hmm. So, and, go ahead. Have you ever read the where uh, the Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved? Yeah. You know, what does that word saved mean? A current state of salvation. Yeah. That doesn't that doesn't mean it can't fall back into a state of um, mortal sin. Yeah, see, a lot of our Protestant friends, not all of them, but a lot of them believe that once you're saved, it's like entering into a eternal binding contract that's forever that neither party can leave right 
Oh, uh, that's that's the one thing that made me leave the Baptist. I mean, when I was what eight years old, I remember the Sunday school teacher saying that you couldn't lose your salvation if you wanted to, and I was like, that is that just sounds so incredibly ridiculous. Yeah, it sounds good though, don't it? It does. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. It's a great. It's a great. Um, it's like I was talking to my brother Terry earlier. I said, I, Southern Baptists and Primitive Baptists probably have the easiest, simplest yeah. that you could possibly write up. Okay. Yeah, it's a great sales pitch because, you know, if you look at the hist- history of great Catholic saints, you know, it's horrible deaths. Yeah. Who, wa- who wants to sign on for that? Yeah. Um, you got to really be on board with it. The Primitive Baptist, Primitive Baptist, don't even believe you have to do even the believing part to be saved. They believe you're you predestined, elected to be a child of God trillions of years ago. And there's nothing you could do to get out of that. Even if you were born and raised and died Muslim. Yeah, basically God is a monster because you have no free will. Yeah. You know, if, if you end up in hell, it's you had no say so. Yeah, they believe that your free will is only involved in choosing to live accordingly, but that your free will has nothing to do with being saved. That's what the original Baptists taught. They taught that for a long time. And then they came up with, wait a minute, there's got to be a starting point. We got to come up with a prayer. An initiation prayer. Yeah. How did Jesus say to get saved in in the Great Commission? You asking me or them? Yeah, I'm asking you. I'm looking right at you. (laughs) Yeah, see me. Um, I don't know. You got to refresh my mind. Okay, you answered it already. The last thing Jesus said when he gave his marching orders, he told the apostles. Get baptized. Go ye therefore to the nations, baptizing them. Ding, 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 ding. Baptized. That's yep. what you said, ain't it? Yep. Jesus, first thing he said was, Get your ears open, right? You kind of break it up a Get little bit. To remove your original sin. You're breaking up on me a little bit. I'm sorry. Don't break up with me. Now Eric's you got two Eric's for talking on the screen. <laughs> They've took over in the chat. So I'll tell you what I'll do, Stephen. We'll do this again soon, okay? Okay. Sounds good. And uh, this time I'll try to figure out how to tap you back, because I know there's a way to tap your picture back, but I know I would hang up on us. So I love you, brother. Okay. All right. Love you too, man. Okay. So hey, for me. I will see you in confession line. (laughs) Okay. Bye. All right. Bye.